So I still think this, this next year, if you look over the next, uh, certainly the next three to six months, and, and as well over those next six to 12 months, it's still going to be a very strong housing market. From King 5 News, this is The Sound. I'm Ryan Takeo. This episode, the housing market. Are there any signs of a slowdown? A Zillow economist explains there is some headwind that might slow down the market a little. Also, how much can you save by driving another five minutes in traffic? What that tells me is kind of what an enormous premium there is on proximity to, to downtown. And a King 5 producer sees how far $500,000 and a fake check will get her. You know, it would be fun if we sort of, you know, had this fake $500,000 and we go out and kind of see what you can find and see how the homes change depending on where you are. I'm Ryan Takeo. This is The Sound. First, let's talk to Aaron Terrazas. I'm a senior economist at Zillow. We'll chat about the overall outlook of our real estate market soon. But first, let's talk about commute times and home values. Here's what it boils down to. Every five minutes you add to your commute during rush hour, it means you save $35,000. The exclusive numbers come to us from Zillow and Here Technologies. It's a mapping and location data company. Here's Aaron. Yeah, so I think we all know that in Seattle, there is this kind of boom going on downtown in the city core and that home values closer to the city are outpacing home values further out. Now, we wanted to put a number. How much are Seattleites trading off shorter commutes for, for more expensive homes? And what we found in this research collaboration between us, Zillow, and, and Here Technologies was that um, for every five minutes uh, that Seattleites are, are, are saving in their commutes, they're spending an extra $35,000 um, on, on their homes. And you know, five, five minutes may not seem like a lot, um, but if you, you know, look at commute both ways over the course of a year, that's um, you know, about two days that you're, you're saving a year, again, by spending an extra $35,000 on a home. I think the note that stood out to me was uh, if you have the same house with a 15-minute drive to downtown Seattle, uh, and you compare that to the same house with a 40-minute drive, there's almost a difference of $300,000 or something like that. Yeah. Just uh, it, it, for, like you said, it's, it seems intuitive, but I guess I'd never really put a price tag yeah, on it. Yeah, the magnitude. So you're right. If you look at that 15-minute radius from downtown, Median home value is around nine hundred and sixty thousand dollars, almost almost a million dollars. You know, if you're willing to increase your commute thirty-five minutes up to fifty minutes, home values, you know, are median home values around five hundred and sixty, five hundred seventy thousand dollars. So four hundred thousand dollars savings for thirty-five minutes uh, longer commute. Again, thirty-five minutes is is not trivial for a lot of people. Um, that's almost a year. Um, excuse me. That's twelve days worth of of time savings over the course of a year. Um, almost a year's worth of time savings over a thirty-year career. It really makes you think about the the choices we we make as far as you know certain people. It's it's budget, and but but also the value of time. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And and how much. People are willing to spend to, to, you know, to minimize their their commute to downtown. Um, you know, for uh, for for renters, it, it's a similar kind of 30 to 40 percent savings for moving from that 20-minute commute time ban to the 20 to 40-minute commute time ban. Uh, for public transit, it's the, the savings are a little bit uh, smaller just because of the way kind of our public transit network, you know, is oriented to the south, where home values tend to be cheaper. Um, so. You know, I talked about for you know a drive commute, five minutes in in shorter commute translates into thirty-five thousand dollars a year in in savings. 
um, for public transit, five minutes in, in uh, shorter commute translates into about $20,000 a year in savings. Oh, okay, and that's, it's the, the, the transit spine that is light rail or the, the north and south nature of, exactly. of Amtrak? Right, exactly. The kind of the, both the bus network and, and kind of the, the rail, light rail network are really north-south oriented and, and really south from downtown oriented. So what stood out to you as far as um, the any surprises in, in these numbers? I mean, from an economist's perspective, it seems like, oh, yeah, this is kind of a, a no-brainer. Sure. But what to you is surprising about it? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you think kind of the, these time savings from, from commutes should translate from an economic theory perspective into something like a, a wage, what are people willing to, to spend, you know, uh, in, in terms to, to get to live closer to home to save their time? And if you do translate that $35,000 a year in, in savings for the five-minute commute, that translates into something like an $830 an hour wage. So, you know, the, what that tells me is kind of what an enormous premium there is on proximity to, to downtown. Um, it's, it's not linear, you know, you know moving from a 15-minute to a, a 20- or 30-minute commute, you, um, you spend or kind of save a lot more than you do from moving from a 45- to a 50-minute commute. There are always a lot of headlines on kind of where the market is and, and where it's going. And there's some uh, recent numbers that, that showed in the last year. Well, it has happened again. The price of homes in our area has gone up another 15 percent. Here we go again. Whoa. So the home is kind of leads the four county metro areas. It's up nearly 20 percent, according to the multiple listing service. King 5's Glenn Farley is here right now with a look at all of those numbers and how the price hikes are spreading. Glenn? Well, they are spreading in western Washington, Mercer Island, and parts of Kirkland. The median home price is a million dollars. In Seattle, it topped a quarter million in February, up 20 grand in just a month. And the price pressure is up everywhere as homes are in short supply. That just begs the question, and I'm sure you get it all the time, is, is when is this going to stop or when is this going to level out or what is it going to take for this to level out? Yeah, so, so you're right. Metro-wide, over the past year, we saw home values increase about 13%. In the city of Seattle, they increased almost 17%. Um, we're approaching in the city of Seattle kind of the mid $700,000 for, for the median home value. That's you know, not so different from, from San Francisco, from the San Francisco area. Um, and, you know, what does that tell us where we're going? You know, so much of it has to do with both on the one hand, the, the scale of the job creation that this area has seen over the past couple of years, and also, you know, uh, how difficult getting to downtown still is, is for many people. Um, this area, you know, uh, for all the kind of advances it's made over the past couple of years, still has an underdeveloped public transit system. In the same study, we estimated that, you know, if you were to reduce the commute time by five minutes for every home in the Seattle metro, save every Seattleite, you know, five minutes in, in how long it takes them to get to downtown, you'd save about, um, you'd generate about $76 billion in, in people's time. Um, so, you know, uh, investments in transit and, and shortening commutes do have real dividends for people. Hmm. That's a big number. Yep. That's, uh, I, I quickly looked up $76 billion, and that was the state budget of Wisconsin this year. <laughs> so uh, what, would it, what, what needs to happen for things to level off? Is just, uh, I'm sure, either increase in supply, because I know the absorption rates yeah. are about one and a half months' worth. Yeah. Um, you know, see, the, the, the supply is low because people don't want to move because where do you move? That's right. 
and uh, you see just the, the uptick in demand from people who either are here and want to stay here or coming from out of town who want to live here. That, that's right. So kind of you're right to point out that supply has been the biggest challenge in this area. Number of homes on the market is down 30% over, over the past year. Um, so you know you can think of expanding supply in a couple different ways. You can think about it as building, which we certainly have built a lot of apartments and dense multifamily, not so good at building kind of you know uh, medium density townhouses and, and low density single family houses. But another way to expand supply is by expanding that area, the, the catchment zone, if you will, um, for for these workers. Um, and that means again investing in in, in transit and the, the public transit infrastructure to get people downtown. That makes living in Issaquah or, or, or Linwood um, or, or Puyallup kind of a lot less um, kind of taxing for, for people who, who work downtown and in the city. But with that in mind, since those don't seem like overnight fixes, it seems like uh, we're going to be in this, in, in the mind of an economist, so we're going to see this trend, this upward trend until... Yeah. So, so you're right. Those are those are kind of longer term fixes. In, in the near term, kind of, if you're asking, kind of, how long does this, these these double digit appreciation rates last? Um, we are certainly going to have a little bit more of a headwind this year. Interest rates are moving up. They've kind of moved up about 50 basis points since the start of the year um, for a home buyer in, in this area. That's something anywhere from from 60 to 100 dollars more uh, a month, you know, a month in your in what you pay in a mortgage. Um, so that's going to definitely be a headwind to um, to, to home value appreciation. In addition, you know, you do see um, kind of the same concerns that were in kind of the Bay Area four or five years ago. Companies asking themselves, does it make economic sense for, for me to locate employees in, in this area um, because of the costs? Um, and so, you know, I think, you know, there's no kind of overnight fix, but over time, these things do balance out. So are, are we looking at, we're looking still at a matter of years? I, so I still think this, this next year, if you look over the next, uh, certainly the next three to six months and, and as well over those next six to 12 months, it's still going to be a very strong housing market. Um, and, uh, you know, beyond that, some slowdown, but this area has undergone a, a structural transformation, if you will, um, from over the past two decades. It's no longer kind of um, a, a manufacturing employment base. It's a white-collar service employment base, and that kind of increases what people are willing to pay and, and increases what people are willing, able to pay um, to, to be close to their jobs. Zillow's senior economist, Aaron Terrazas. Next, let's talk to King 5 producer Alex Vitale. You know, you're the first producer to ever come on the podcast. Really? Yeah. It's pretty exciting, right? That is exciting, especially since we're the brains of the operation. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> she put together a week's worth of stories seeing how far a $500,000 budget would get her in different communities. Hey guys, so I went up the street to Tacoma. I took our $500,000 to come see what we could find here. I'm joined by Lindsay with Redfin and we're gonna go inside and check out this home. All right, so now that we're inside, tell me a little bit about this house. Yeah, so this house has four bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms. It's 2,100 square feet. Tell us about the, the project that you guys did for a week and just why you did it. Yeah, so we were trying to think of ideas to come up with a story that people would want to watch throughout the whole week and kind of tune into the next segment. And I mean, one of our 
biggest stories that we are talking about all the time in Western Washington's real estate. Um, It's something that I'm super into. It's like a hobby of mine. So I suggested, you know, well, why don't we do something real estate related? And uh, was talking it over with my executive producer. And she said, you know, it would be fun if we sort of, you know, had this fake $500,000 and we go out and kind of see what you can find and see how the homes change depending on where you are, because that would sort of be the, you know, the constant, the price. And so I said, okay. And I um, reached out to Redfin because they're, you know, local Seattle company kind of knew they would, they'd help us out. And they said, this sounds awesome and sent me some homes and I chose which ones to go to. So you, so this was a a five day kind of week long segment. You went to five different places. You had a big phony fake check, right? I had a phony (laughs) fake check. You know, my EP said, do it up, make it sticky. I said, you got it. All right, I can do that. So you had a, a big old, like, it looked like a, like one of those uh, big checks that they give, like, at Publishers Clearinghouse or, like, at uh, on Happy Gilmore at the golf tournaments and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, and the best part about it was she said, w- you know, you need to find a big check. And I was like, what am I going to, how am I going to find a big check? I emailed one person at King in community relations and they brought it to my desk but, in like five minutes. So like we had the big check ready to go. It was meant to be. That was great. So where, what were the five locations where you went? Yeah. So we went to Bonnie Lake, which is in uh, Pierce County. We went to Federal Way, really the Federal Way Tacoma border, also in Pierce County. And then we went to Mill Creek and Snohomish, also both in Snohomish County. And then we went to Seattle. The location in Seattle was, was Cap Hill. Yes. How, how small was that place? 696 square feet. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> and how, how large was the largest? The biggest, let's see here, was 2744. So 2,744 square feet. And that was where? That was Bonnie Lake. So about an hour, hour 15 outside Seattle. And it was in a big planned community that they are not even close to finishing. It's actually the biggest in Washington. Um, huge uh, complex where they're building new homes like nobody's business and this was a real I mean everything in the house was finished to a T I mean anything that you could want gas fireplace you know stone backsplash the all of the bells and whistles that you could want so that was the biggest home um and it was new construction so nobody's lived in it. it's brand new yeah it's not close no it is not close and you know Bonnie Lake is you know you get to Bonnie Lake but then you drive another 20 minutes to get to this particular complex because you know you got to drive in and it's kind of deep so what's the name of the what's the name of the... it's called to holly oh yeah to holly yeah, yes it's, it's kind of like black diamond ish right a little bit and it's they're very well known for planning retirement communities um but this is you know a little bit different than what they're used to but they're very they're known for integrating parks and schools and they have you know a coffee shop that is all part of this planned community so there's two elementary schools that are just you know, in this one community. Mm. Obviously, it services people outside the community too, but that's kind of their thing is they're known for planning these totally integrated communities. Besides the square footage, was there anything else that stood out to you? I mean, it it's a custom, you know, a really custom floor plan. It wasn't, it was cookie cutter in the sense of, you know, it's brand new. Planned community. Yeah, it's planned yeah. community, but, you know, it had wider staircases and rooms that you could have it as a dining room or as a uh you know a formal living room or you know 
all these different rooms where you could kind of imagine what they were. They weren't like, no, this is the dining room because it's, you know, this size and it's in this location. It could be, you know, what you wanted to be was very open. You know, if you're going to older homes, it's kind of like, no, this is really the only use for this room. In so. doing in doing this week-long project and seeing the five different, you know, the the five different examples of of how much five hundred thousand dollars got you was there one that stood out to you and you're like okay as far as distance and what you get like this makes sense i thought that the bonnie lake home you know while it was far away from seattle and a lot of people in that community you know go to seattle for work i thought hey, this is brand new and it's got all the things. And if you're into a, a community like that, then I thought it was worth the price. And so that's listed right now for, f- it wasn't even 500, it was 459,990. Hmm. So under $500,000 and you're getting all the things if you, you're okay with living far away. You didn't do a commute though at, during rush hour back, did you? We did not go during rush hour. We were, de- we were going down during lunchtime, but Bonnie Lake, is yeah so once you hit seattle it's okay but it part of this community is they have a park and ride right at the entrance to it okay so you could ride you know drive your car (laughs) five minutes to the beginning of the community park and park and ride into seattle so that was one option that they made sure that they had is it worth the commute i mean depends on what's important to you um there were some homes that stood out that i didn't think were worth the price but the bonnie lake one i thought because of the quality of the home the things the community offered if you're okay with that i thought it was pretty good on the other side so what were the ones you teased me a little bit what were the the so we went to a home we went to a home in snohomish um which is you know kind of billed as oh well you get more land if you go to snohomish so we came to this house and it had three acres two of which were wetlands that you are not allowed to touch or change. So you get one acre. Okay, great. That's more than you can ask for in a lot of different places in the Seattle metro area. This was listed for five forty nine 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 nine. So over our price, it was 1,618 square feet, three bed, two and a quarter baths. <laughs> that was because there was a toilet in the laundry room. But we huh. walked in, and this was very clear that while it, you know it had an updated kitchen, this place hadn't really been touched. You know, it was in good shape. You know, it was it was definitely quote unquote move and ready, but none of the updated bathroom. And you know that the main pricing draw on that was oh, but you get land and you mm-hmm. get privacy. So you got land, but land that you couldn't necessarily use in that instance. Exactly. Plus, this home I found out had been on the market seven months earlier for $50,000 less. And so it was very clear that this was one of those homes where they were trying to take advantage of the housing market and say, well, the housing market's hot. I can I can just sell this for more in a couple of months and maybe move a little bit closer to Seattle with that money. So I, when I went in the home, I had a very hard time believing that it was, you know, at the appropriate asking price. Yeah. Well, you le- it seemed like you learned a lot about Oh, I yeah. learned a lot. I the least the one that surprised me the least was the Seattle condo. Was that one bedroom, one bath? Just being living in Seattle, living in Capitol Hill, I knew what I was in for. That being said, it was a lovely, it was a lovely apartment in yeah. great shape, and it would have been totally 
great place to live for $200,000, not what it's listed at, four eighty-eight nine nine nine. Well, thanks for doing that. Yeah. It, was, it seemed like it was a lot of fun, and it was fun to follow along. It was. It was really fun. So I hope that people can enjoy it, and they can kind of see what's out there for them if they want to buy in Western Washington. And where's the check? Oh, the check... <laughs> The check is sitting next to my desk. Um, I think I might try and just use it all the time because when I was out there with that check, people were coming up, seeing what's going on. They wanted to talk to me. So I might just keep the check for something else. Thanks, Alex. (laughs) No problem. King 5 producer Alex Vitale. The Sound is a production of King 5 Media in Seattle, Washington. I'm Ryan Takeo. This is The Sound.